Moments like this, these last two football games, being able to do what we've done, energize a city, right? Energize a, a, a town, energize fans, uh, is only going to make us better moving forward. And that's the part that I'm excited about. No one, no one thought we should be here, and we just kept believing. And it was really cool, really cool to be a part of. And, and it was special. And like I said, just the beginning. You know, I, I go back to April, and I, I told the team in April, I said, expect to play playoff games on the road in Cincinnati, Buffalo, and Kansas City. You know, I think that was this this year, obviously, was huge for, for this organization, for our city, for just our franchise, you know, moving forward. And, and it kind of sets the bar of, of, of who, who we're going to be and, and what we're going to do moving forward. And and that's the mindset and, the, and we won't settle for less than that and this this won't be this won't be the last you guys hear of us so we'll be back this boy got a hit 1010XL 92.5 FM presents Jaguars today with your host Tony Smith Tom McManus and E to the T here we go at Friday edition of Jaguars today Mike Dempsey on assignment Following the Tom Coughlin wine tasting event yesterday with the J Fund, I know uh, ET and Tom McManus were also there. How were the yeah. festivities last awesome. night? Awesome. Good morning, Tone. How Good you morning. doing? Good morning, E. What they do, my boy? Oh yeah. Good. Always a great event. You know, they moved it outside two mm-hmm. years ago, and it's man, Jacksonville looked nice last oh, night. Oh my gosh, it was Didn't beautiful. It? The river, the, the, the lights, build, the, the river, lights. the people. Oh. Yeah, it was it everything, was man. It was yeah, it was. It was it was great. Another great outing for uh, yeah. TC and the J Fund. How many years have you been going to the since the beginning? Yeah. So the wine, t- I forget when the wine gala started. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it's been a long time, but the original was out at the. Uh, 1996. It was out at uh, the um, the lodge and mm-hmm. at, in Pontevedra Beach, and I, I only think of like a hundred people came. But I'll tell you who did come, and I'll never forget. It. So I we just I think we finished our first year, going into our second year. So it's early '96, and Dan Marino was there. Oh, and wow. I was like, ooh, Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. I gotta meet Dan Marino. So <laughs> he was so cool. You know, that was like the highlight of the whole thing. But from the get go, Coach Coffin always had those kind of people that were willing to come right, in and yeah. obviously they get to play golf and and now it's just I mean it's just awesome it's yeah. grown to, and now the of course last night was a wine tasting the golf tournament and dinner will be in May it's out of TPC you know I mean it's not f- that far removed from the players which right, is next yeah. you know what I mean so it's it's a great event no it's an incredible event ET is this was this your first time heading out to the the wine gala no this was my, actually my second time I went I want to say two years ago. I didn't go last year, but I went a year before that. Actually, Tommy Mack invited me. He had hooked me up with tickets for right. a couple, uh-huh. a couple years right. ago. And yep. It was a blast. Yeah, a lot of yeah. good food. Yeah, you know. Did you, you yep. wind up pre-gaming with your own Hennessy? Like, how did that play out? You know, our pre-game, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I just <laughs> yeah. had a feeling they weren't going to have what 
I, you know what I'm saying, was looking for. Yeah, uh-huh. well, it was a wine. <laughs> Tasting. But the, fir- the first year they I went. They champagne and stuff, though. Say it all. Yeah. The first year I went, they had like a a, a, a whole, like a room with vodka and, they did, and, and you're other right. stuff. But, yep. you know, it's all good. Yeah. You know, I made it do what it do. No doubt. And it you was know, fun. Your boy was the best dressed in the whore. Your boy was clean. <laughs> Whoa, your boy was clean. I saw the picture. I wish I would have ran into you, man. Yeah, I was looking for my man. So cool. Yeah. I just love seeing everybody. It's good. Um, yeah, good time last night, had by all, it sounds yeah. like. And yep. Uh, yep. again, Dempsey will be back with us on Monday. He yeah. he had the forethought to say, you know what? He's a smart guy. I may have a good time. Absolutely. <laughs> the Tom Coughlin event. So we'll be back on Monday and it'll yeah. be Players Week. And you, you know, you walk around and you grab some wine. Here's my it's not even an issue because they gotta do it or everybody would be, you know, pretty mm-hmm. toasty at the end, but they, they they only fill it up a little bit. You yeah. have to ask for yeah. the uh, the extra. Well, if you, I've you been know, to you find one you like. Yeah, I've been to enough of <laughs> the Super table. Bowl media parties. Yeah, right. And yeah. the the media night is open bar, right? Yeah. At a, every one of those that I've been to. Now I don't drink enough for it to matter. Right. Like I'll have a drink or two. That's enough for right. me, even at an open bar event. Yeah. But I can remember one year. I think might have been in Houston. Yeah. That we were, they had it at a museum. You snuck a third in, right. didn't you, well, no, 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 not me. Not me. This is a Mike Dempsey story, and he's okay. told it on air before. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, they had it in different parts of a museum, right? So there okay. would be different food stations from around the city. Houston's kind of a foodie city. They pride themselves on that. So yep. they had all kinds of different types of food, and it would be yep. in different rooms at different exhibits of the museum. Yeah. So it was kind of cool to be in a room with a live DJ. Yeah. Right, like a oh, like yeah. a two or three person, like violin, yeah, like that kind of Cello. thing going on, yeah. yeah, yeah, like that kind of thing going on with you know dinosaur bones over your head, yeah, you know, like oh, it was yeah. it was a cool, cool kind of yeah. event, yeah. yeah absolutely. But in the kind of precious gems area of the museum, they had a two piece jazz set was yep. playing in that room, which matches the mood, yeah, right? The sure. red carpet, the velvet, yeah. everything that's going on, yeah. and those kind of rooms, and they were that was the champagne room. Right? right, they they were giving out the samples right. of champagne, yeah. and yeah. you know I had been yeah. walking around with a couple people that night, and Dempsey and I were yeah. going through, and I got through the champagne room, and I turned, and Dempsey was gone. Oh. I was like, "What happened?" <laughs> and I, I didn't find him for like an hour. I was like, "What happened?" He's like, "I just sat at that table and kept drinking, drinking the, the champagne." <laughs> He's like, "I probably had a bottle of champagne <laughs> right yeah. uh, before I left that room." We got a ton to get into today, Tommy. Yeah, it's been a busy week oh, great for week. the Jacksonville Jaguars. So week. we'll start with just what's your reaction to everything that they've gotten done this week yeah. with the extension of Roy Robertson, Harris, Jermichael Hasty, yep. C.J. Beathard getting the extensions, yep. restructures with Foyer, right. Luikin, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones, Brandon Sheriff. And the news coming out yesterday, not that anyone should be surprised at this point, but that yeah. they're expected to franchise tag Evan Ingram right. when everything is said and done. What's just your overall reaction to the offseason really officially getting started for the Jags last weekend? Yeah, I don't want to mimic a line from Randy Moss, but, <laughs> you know, it's uh, straight cash homie mm-hmm. this offseason for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Look, uh, 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 Trent said it. Right, he said it before it all started. He's like, "Yeah, the caps. We got to figure out the cap, but we've got an owner with cash that's willing to spend that cash." So they, they had to know going in, they were going to have to restructure, have to do some things. I think they're do. They've made all the right moves so far. Uh, very interested to see with with Evan. You know, is, are they just using that as a placeholder for now, where they're gonna, you know, work out a, a bigger deal for him? What are they gonna do with Jawan Taylor? Are they gonna let him walk? And Arden Key too. I think those are the last three. I wanna really see and look I think it's safe to say that Ingram will be a Jaguar next year mm-hmm. 
I don't know beyond that. Who We don't know, but at least another year. He thrives in this offense. I don't know why, you know, I don't know what the hang-up is. I'm, you know, that, that's a man's business, and get all the money you can is all I'm going to say. If that's what you want, then go get all the money that you can get because one day it's over, and yeah. you'll never come close to making that money again, so do it. Um, the, and the owners have it, and they're going to even get more. I mean, it's going to keep growing, mm-hmm. which I love because my pension keeps going a little bit north. So, uh, yeah, but it, uh, I think they've done a great job, and, and uh, smart. Smart move. And, you know, look, look, they're all in, you know, it, who was, I don't even want to bring his name, but he used to say alignment, alignment. This is alignment. This is the owner aligned with the general manager, aligned with the head coach. They're all together. They see the outcome. They see what happened last year. They know the potential. They're keeping as many guys together. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Why wouldn't you? They're all bought into the culture. They're all bought into how they do things. They're all bought into, you know, uh, getting after it and, and winning some ball games. So, Hey, again, last 10 games of the year, Tone. Yeah. Eight and two. Yeah. Huge, huge. Well, so, and we've like seen it. plenty of football with Shad Khan as the owner where there wasn't alignment, yeah. right? Where that wasn't there. I don't think I've ever felt like Shad Khan was unwilling to spin like this. Right. Right? Like, I think he's no. been willing yeah. to do oh, all absolutely. these kind of things yeah. the whole time that he's been here, right. but he hasn't had – the right the opportunities, the right, yeah. to give it to the right people all the time. And we all saw what happened in 2018. I yeah. mean, the chaos in that locker room yeah. with the decision to give Blake Bortles the contract extension, honestly. And I think the other guys in that room were looking around going, why yeah. why him? Right. You know, like, why yeah. would that money be going to him instead of two or three other guys in this yeah. room? And yeah. I don't get the sense from this locker room that they're looking at any of the deals they're making. Right, yeah. like they're extending Roy Robertson here. Why would yeah. they, I don't no, think no. I don't get that no, kind right. of sense with any right. of that? Or yeah. why would they want to bring back Evan Ingram? You yeah. know, or make it a priority to try to bring back everybody that we can from that team last year. And it felt like when the money started being spent, yeah, after the spending spree in the twenty seventeen, like leading into twenty seventeen, all those free agents yeah. that they brought in, and yeah. now it's time to pay our own guys that. Yeah front of the line of that was Blake Bortles and there were the personalities in that room. Yeah. Just for whatever reason, Tommy, we're not prepared for that to be where they that money went they, first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I get, you can understand that, but look, I mean, look, I don't want to def- defend him, but I thought at the end of 2017, we had a real quarterback. I mean, he played, he played pretty darn well during those playoffs. I mean, I don't know. I knew he wasn't going to be a lead elite, but I thought he was going to be a real good player. And I always thought he was a tough player. Uh, you know, he should have used his feet a little bit more because that saved us a few times. It did. Was he, you know, your prototypical QB? No, he wasn't. He said it. He's like, I'm not a natural thrower. <laughs> Why they took him in number five or whatever, they, I don't know. He's not a natural thrower. But right. like, oh, yeah. you know, we need to <laughs> pull the reins back here and let's reexamine this situation. What'd you just say? No, right. I'm kidding. Yeah. But, you know, look, I, I he, he, uh, he put up numbers. Everyone's like, oh, those don't matter. They, they do, you know. Well, again, he wasn't the, one of the top, but. I like Blake when he was playing. Uh, should they have paid him? I don't know. They should have paid him and others. If it was right. just him and nobody else, then no, of course. I you, you should have taken – I would have – look, whether he was leading the group or not, I would have paid Jalen early. I would have just paid him. I would have made him one of the top corners if not the – I mean, you, you knew he was one of the top players in the game. After 2017, if you could, and if you couldn't, I get it, right? You Sometimes you just can't sure. because of the cap or whatnot. But I, I would have, looking back in hindsight, you know, it's 2020. It's easy to set, you know, say it now, but I would have probably said, you know what, this kid's special. 
you know what? Let's cheap. Look, we can't let him walk all over us. You know, the stuff he did on the sideline with Doug. Mm-hmm. And none, none of that's going to fly. We're going to settle that down. But let's take care of him. And yeah. uh, and and he's an asset. Yeah, right. He is. One of the top corners in the game. And, and I especially think back then. What I'm, what I'm trying to get at is, even with that idea in mind, right, that you would have paid Jalen Ramsey when you could after his third year. Yep that the decision to move forward on that is something that Shad Khan is going to look at his football people and say, is this something we should be doing? Yeah. Right? And right. if they come to him and say, hey, we want to sign Jalen Ramsey right. to an extension, that Shad strikes oh, me as the guy who says, yeah, what do you need? Without a doubt. Right? Yeah, well, absolutely. He's shown that. We'll make He's it happen. Yep. So whatever the disconnect was, yep. it wasn't at the ownership level. Right. It was, I don't know if coach, yeah. GM, whatever, with uh, Tom at that time. Like, I don't know exactly where the disconnect yeah. was. But it grew bigger as well, we got into that season. Then it ended the way it did, which right. stinks. Well, right? look, but it, it is what it is. Right, right or wrong, uh, you know that old school mentality is uh, you know nobody's above the team. And mm-hmm. Jalen and few of those other guys—that's how they acted. That they were above the team. Um, they were great players. They were very good players for this this franchise. But and maybe that was just you know that group or whatnot. You know that were like. You know, there were even reports, and you heard it, like Calais, you know, you think Calais, and they, they didn't really respect Calais in that respect. Yeah, which is We crazy. heard that, right? Yeah, it's that crazy, That they wouldn't listen to him. Yeah. And I, we don't, what are you talking about? Get out of here. You're a veteran. Like, hey, baby, baby, we're the new breed. We're this, we're this, you know. You know, it's tough to, to deal with. Um, but with talent, you sometimes have to figure out a way to deal with that, right? Yeah. And there are ways. Uh, not You know, look, you, you, you take care of them financially. You slowly – Get rid of the guys that are part of the group. You know what I mean, and mm-hmm. keep him. And then you know, eventually there'll be no one he can chirp to except himself. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. And then eventually you outweigh it. It out it weighs it outweighs itself, right? It's the baggage it is too much. Rising. It's too much. Get right. out. I'm it, done with you. I don't care about go. the money. Get yeah. get out of here. You're you're bothering me now. And hopefully, you know, you don't ever want it to get it to that. But you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But he was yeah. a heck of a player. And there were other guys too. I I wouldn't have paid any. I mean, who else would you have paid? I wouldn't have paid Leonard anything, right? No. You wouldn't have paid uh, uh, Telvin Smith anything yet, I don't think. He was well, a phenomenal player. They had already player. given him the Oh, they extension. already gave him yeah. the extension. So he already, yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Other than Jalen, I would have. So I would have found a way to answer, to just bring it back to yeah. to Blake. And but and, and I would have found a way to take care of Jalen. But you're right. On this team, nobody's like, like if Ingram's asking for absurd money, I, I don't think anybody's going, come on, man, what are you, crazy? You know, no, they're mm-hmm. sitting there, no, you, you had a great year. Go get it. Yeah. Get what you can. Get that bag. That's the whole thing now, right? Get the bag. Mm-hmm. Bag of cash. You want it now. <laughs> you get it. You understand it. Hey, you know, um, maybe sometimes you don't because it's, it's, it's so much money you can't, like, even comprehend, like, what? Like, yeah. what? You're paying a... A football player, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? I yeah. mean, you think about this. You think about, I always think about the concept. You get paid in 17, 18 weeks. Now 18 weeks. Back when I it was 17. So they break it down to 17. So my my best year, mm-hmm. I was getting 25 grand a week. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is incredible. Like yeah. 25 grand a week. Now granted, after the 17 weeks, that, that 25 grand went away. to make it work over the course but, of the others. But yeah. now think of the big guys. 500 grand a week. Yeah. A million a week. Yeah. Today, there's even guys maybe $2 million a week. You can't understand it. And, look, all, all you can say is the game keeps getting bigger. The owners keep making more money. The players get a percentage of that money. They're always going to get that. Those contracts are going to go up. That's just the way the league is set up. Mm-hmm. It's got nothing to do with the real world because it's not. It's a surreal entertainment 
sports world, They're but in their that's, bubble. that's yeah. what's going on, and yeah. it's going to continue to happen. Yeah, the money's only going to get bigger. Yep. Our Chad and Sandy Real Estate Jaguars today, question of the day today, asking what length of contract do you expect tight end Evan Ingram to play under for the Jags in 2023? Mm, good one. Uh, one year under the franchise tag, two years, three years, or four years or longer as your options there in the poll. We'll discuss the kind of domino effect with Evan Ingram getting the franchise tag. We've touched on it before, but we'll discuss it with it feeling more real now with, you know, everyone kind of catching up to the idea the Jags are going to use the franchise tag on Evan Ingram. What does that mean for Jawan Taylor? What does it mean for Arden Key and some of the other key free agents for this football team? We'll discuss that. Tom McManus here with Tony Smith and E.T. on a Friday edition of Jaguars Today on 1010XL. Everything you need to know about the Jags. Jaguars today on 1010XL. Tony Smith, Tom McManus here with you. A Friday edition of Jaguars today. Just heard from Frank Frangie, and we will be checking in with him at the uh, top of the 11 o'clock hour. They were up in Indianapolis this week for the Combine, so we'll get the... News from around the building. We talked to Hayes from up there yesterday, and I know they've been going out there for several years, right? Yep. Uh, I went with them in 2016 okay. was the year I got to go to the Combine, yep. Yep. and I was showing everyone I could. I was asking all the medical people that I ran into about Miles Jack's knee, right? Like right. wanted to know what yeah. exactly that was going to look like for him because I loved him. I uh, would have taken them in the first round, mm-hmm. potentially, if I were mm-hmm. the Jags. They wound up getting Jalen Ramsey and Miles Jack in the second round. Worked right. out. What a draft. Right. But, you know, uh, yep. I had my guy. It was yep. going to be Miles Jack and love showing the highlights and everything. I, can, uh, I can't imagine what the building, the energy in that building must have been like when you get the news that a player being considered for the number one pick in the NFL draft has an arrest warrant out. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. I just. He was supposed to speak at a podium in 30 minutes. Yeah. Essentially after an arrest warrant. Why the timing? Is, is the timing? It seems strange. It's. Like, I think that's just. Just because it took that long in the process? When the police can charge it, they can charge it. Yeah. Right? Like, I, I, I certainly don't think the NFL, who is so image conscious. Yeah. Right? Like, you think they let them know? I you think I, Jalen Carter's camp let the NFL know that, hey, this could be coming up? Maybe. I mean, yeah, he was there. That. Yeah. He was there, so maybe they thought. If yeah. it's coming, it'll come next week or something like that. But yeah. police, they're not behoving to hold any of that back. No, not When at we all. can charge yeah. it, we charge it. Right. Right? Yeah. Like, And it is a process. There's yeah. work to be done. And he, I get it. You know, it seemed he, like all of a sudden you're going to the combine and yeah. now they're asking. He went <laughs> no, back no, you to Georgia. Come back. You're like, what? Yeah, went back to Georgia, yeah. turned himself in for the warrant, was bailed yeah. out 15 minutes later, and then went back to the combine. Right. right. Um, to He's do, not working out either, right? No, interviews. Yeah. He yeah. did interviews with teams, which I don't. Like, right. you're just going to go in a room, they're going to want to ask you about that, and you can't say anything about it yet. Yeah. Right? It's a pending legal matter at right. this point for Jalen Carter, so all you can say is, on advice right. of my attorney, I can't answer any of those well, questions. They're mis- misdemeanor charges, charges, right? Correct. At this point. Well, hopefully, you know, for his sake, it's not anything more than that. Yeah. Because right? his story changed a couple times, right? Is that correct? Story or changed allegedly, a couple times. Allegedly. Yes. Let's, we'll throw that out there. Yeah. 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 So I don't know. You know, it just, uh, you know, what does that happen to him? I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. You got to talk to him. You know, that's a, again, the interview with the player is very big, yeah. you know, and you're not in the room. Uh, none of us are. 
And uh, that, you know, you got you to gotta look him in the face and hopefully read him the right way. The combine, look, I don't, I don't the combine's so tricky because you get so enamored by the size and the speed and the vertical and the broad jump. You know, you don't, you mm-hmm. almost don't even care about the bench press anymore. Like, it's not even whatever. You a lot bench. of them opt out. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, they keep look at a guy move and, and do all that. But you, not only is it, does the tape match all that, those measurables, but is the tape, is he just better than the guy across from him because you're in college mm-hmm. and that, you know, that that's how it is. I don't care what conference we're talking about. Maybe, sure. maybe a few games a year you're playing against the Cal. By the way, if I was scouting a top kid or any kid, I would want his bad games first. I want to see him go against similar talent. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see him dominate. Because a lot of times you dominate just because you're bigger, stronger, fat. You're going to just kill this guy. He's not, you know. Yeah. I'll, I'll equate it to this. I remember, like, in college, we'd, we'd play, you know, we played all the Big East, you know, my all these, all these. Every team would have one, maybe two really good players. Like Leon and, you know, I think Cristobal or whoever. The, the, the center was pretty good for Miami. Yeah. You know, Mike Compton and Rich Bram in West Virginia. They were really good players, right? But for the majority, those guys weren't going to play. In, the other guys, they're not, they're not playing in the NFL. No. So how do, you, how do you figure that out? How do you – not only does the speed and all that, the measurables, match what's on the tape, but is the tape misguided or misleading because of who he's going against? So I want to see initially – show me his toughest game. Mm-hmm. Show me where he really had to dig deep and beat the guy in front of him, and he had to rely more on just his being faster or stronger or what have you. That's what I want to see out of the kid because anybody can beat, you know, somebody that they're just better than yeah. athletically. And with the combine happening this week, we we talked to we were doing where you been Wednesdays where we're talking to former Jags yeah. players on yeah, Wednesdays, yeah, yeah. and we had Brad Meester on this. Oh, week, nice, right? And yeah. we talked to Brad about. The process of getting drafted, what that was like, like his recruiting process going from high school to college because he winds up in North Iowa, right? right? Yep. Um, and he said, nobody offered me. Nobody. Yep. Coming out of high school. Didn't get any offers anywhere. And if the offer hadn't come from Northern Iowa, I would have just gone and worked on the farm with my dad. Wow. Right? Like wow. That's where he was at yeah, right. at that point in his career. And so he right. goes to Northern Iowa and he plays those four years. He's all conference every yeah, year right. um, that he's up there. And now he's getting ready for the draft. And once his senior year ended, the draft people had told him, we're looking at you as basically an undrafted guy. Right. Right? Like that's what we're looking at Brad right. Meester as, yep. right? He got the opportunity to play in an all-star game that he wasn't expecting. Like, the invitation came late, but he went and did that. And then he got the opportunity to go to the Combine because somebody got hurt. So, he was one of the extra invitees because of an injury. I didn't know that. So, he shows up at the Combine. So, he was – out of high school, he was ready to go work the farm. Yeah. Right? Right. He gets done with college. He thinks he's going to be an undrafted free agent yeah. is what he's hearing from the league. He gets invited on kind of a miracle to a right. all-star game. Then he gets the invite to the combine. Yeah. And coming out of the combine, they said, you know what? We look at you more as a second-round yeah. pick. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and he was very impressive right. athletic. It's wild how it changes. Yeah. Right? It shifts. And I yeah. wonder with – you know, because I think you're right. I I get the idea of wanting to look at the bad tape first. When right? when it's that now, I don't know about when I'm. I, I don't. I, I I should rephrase that. When I'm talking about the the big 
prospects that no, you know you. coming from the big schools. I don't think with Brad's I look at so but back to the point, like so they're why is he undraftable at, at first? Right. Because of who he's going against. Yeah, he's beating everybody up, but then he goes and shows well, wait a minute, this guy's not only big, he's strong, yeah. he's fast, he's quick. I guess yeah. you know what? He we can gotta play get in this over league. the Northern yeah. Iowa thing. Right. Exactly. Right. Like we have exactly. to get over that part yeah. of the evaluation for, for Brad Meester. And I think more and more, Tommy, even talking about the bigger schools and, yep. you know, talking about SEC versus SEC for a lot of these guys. And, yeah, you're not going to be at the same level of competition. I wonder at what point the combine becomes – like it already feels like it's becoming less relevant, right? Mm. Like it's becoming le- – it's not irrelevant because there right. is still something to – this is how you measure when we measured you against yep. – we know what kind of athletic – high points we're looking for yeah. at certain positions. So it's not irrelevant to be able to measure those things. You can do that at the, the pro days, though, right? Yep. Like, you don't need the combine to make those kind of things happen. I wonder, as we're getting more and more of the next-gen technology, yep. where players are running with microchips in their pads, right? And yep. we know how fast you run right. in the game. We yeah, know right. what your 40 is. Right. We got the time. Right. right? Like, we yeah. know how fast you run on game day with three guys chasing you because right. we know what that measurement actually right. is. Right. Not everyone has that no, right, at their right. disposal but yet, but some schools That's do. That's interesting, right? Yeah. And some yeah. places they do. Yeah. And as that becomes more and more widespread, I mentioned it this week with with Dems. Does the combine become more of a Northern Iowa gets invited, right? Uh, like we need to test yeah, them maybe. athletically because yeah. we don't know what those numbers we look like for these guys. Them, right. Now you want to get everybody in the building, and I think you nailed it. I think it's about the interview. Right, yeah. like more than anything else, it's right. the first time these teams get to sit down with someone who they may be drafting right. and get to know who they are and what they're about. And you can't do that before the combine, essentially. Right. You're all thirty two teams aren't going to every pro day. You know, right. no, to, you're right. to sit down with these guys you're to right. each have an individual interview. Right. So the interview process I think has become the combine for these guys. Yeah. Which maybe makes the Bryce Young decision to not work out better. But still not great. Yeah, because we're not there yet, right, yeah. with that kind of technology. We are maybe a little bit, but, I mean, it might be there, but not everybody has. Look, I think that, especially the way the league is going, you you got to run today, man. you got to be fast. And I'm not just talking, you know, linebackers and DBs and wideouts and the skill, but I'm talking the linemen have to be athletic on the offensive side. they got to be strong, big, uh, be able to move, be able to pull. Uh, you know, be able to seal when the guys, you know, got a shade on you, you know, have that kind of quickness. Um, you know, the D lineman, I mean, you see these D linemen running, they, but that's the game. You right. got to be able to move in this game. You got to be strong, no doubt. You got to be able to know how to play the game, but that's what makes it even harder because you see, you're like, oh, that kid went, ran a what? Yeah. I want to check him out. Now let's go check his tape out and then let's see how he interviews and then you package it all together and it's still. You know, it's not a crapshoot, but it's it's tough. It's tough because part part of the the thinking too on certain teams is let me let me take that mold of clay. I'll turn yeah. that kid into a player. Yeah. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Yeah, you know what I mean. It just doesn't come together for whatever reason, and sometimes it all comes together perfectly. And you're like, wow, I'm glad I have this guy. I'm right. And if you could capture whatever the science was of making it work perfectly, yeah, everyone in the league would be doing it. Yeah. No doubt. You know, like there is no every. You're dealing with individuals and trying to get 53 individuals yeah. to to work to each of their strengths and together 
to their strengths at the same time. It's a really complicated process, and, and figuring out who to add yep. to that process and is not easy. fit your culture. Yeah. Right? So you got what do we got to know about these? Are you committed? How committed are you? Is football your life? Look, this is your job, right? You're going to go play yeah. for the NFL. The NFL is your employer. How committed are you? You know, we hear when you get hurt or you have a bad game, you sulk a little bit. Are we gonna? Are you gonna be like that at the, the next level? Right. Because you're with grown men. We don't sulk. You know, I'm I'm making it up. You know what I'm saying? But no, they but they gotta I get dig the idea. In. Yeah. They gotta dig into like, okay, what's this kid all about? Like, where's he at? Does he have anger issues? You know, whatever. Where did he grow up? What did he see? Some things that give him PTSD or whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Just you gotta really dig in and make sure that you know you get the right guy. And if he had a transgression or two. That that's in the past. You got to figure that out too. Like, hey, you know, just because he had a whatever, something happened. Right. Yeah. You got to figure that out too. You got to go talk to him and look him in the face. You know, it's not. <laughs> you think it's easy? Like, wow, look at the kid run. Look at him. You know, his hand size. <laughs> look at him on tape. Right. Boom. He's a fit. Not necessarily. Yeah. Not if necessarily. those things, it was revolutionary when Gilbrandt came up with the idea. Yeah. Right. Like we're gonna create a database where these are the things we're looking for, yep. which is fine. And you get an advantage when you're the only team doing it, right? right? When you're the only team that's saying these are the measurables we're looking for at these positions and you're yep. not drafting out of a newspaper anymore, which the NFL used to do, yep. right? Like teams would just get a paper and say, ah, he's the best college football in the country. Why right. wouldn't he be the number one? Yep. Pa-? Right, no, like that right. kind of thing, right? right? Like that's the way it used to work. And guys yep. like Gil Brandt revolutionized it and said, no, we're going to measure these guys as athletes yep. and compare them to their peers and take the best we can get. You get an advantage in a very short window, but it's like money ball in baseball. You know, the A's can get away with it when they're the only ones doing it. And then the whole right. Major League Baseball looks and says, oh, that works. Right. Right. Copycat. And now it's the Yankees and the Red Sox and everyone's doing the money ball thing. Yep. Right. They're yep. buying runs is what they're trying to do. Right. And they figured out that's the way that you do it. The NFL, it's the same thing. You get an advantage when you're the only one doing it. But when everyone's getting the measures. Yep. You got to figure out something else, right? Right, yeah. and and that's the intangible stuff that you're talking about yeah. that you get in a one-on-one interview that you don't get anywhere. Absolutely, else. yeah. And they they got. I always say it. It's not just the talent; it's the talent that fits your your coach's philosophy and your team's culture. Yeah, they got to be able to handle the way he coaches. And maybe you can, you know, you can, you know, make it better if he doesn't. But at the same time, you got to make sure that hey, this this kid will thrive here. Right, there's nothing better when you hit on the measurables, you hit on the tape, and you know this kid is the kind of kid you want in your program. Yeah. Right, you want him on your team, you want him in the locker room. Does wonders for your team. Right, yeah. keeping the guys that they that they're keeping. You know what I mean? Trying to retain those. Those are the kind of guys they want. That culture thing's a big thing. It's really big. And when you get the athletes and the playmakers and the ball players and the grunts all to buy into that, man, it's powerful. No doubt. No doubt. I uh, want to talk about the effect of Evan Ingram getting a franchise tag and what that yeah. means for negotiations with some of these other free agents for the Jags. When we return, Jawan Taylor specifically uh, with Tom McManus, ET here as well. I'm Tony Smith. It's a Friday edition of Jaguars Today. Frank Frangie will join us here in about 25 minutes or so to discuss the events at the NFL Combine uh, this week as we continue to roll along here on Jaguars Today. Mac in the Middle, Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. 
Tommy and I discussing Metallica. On yeah, the break. We, we do have a shared uh, love for Metallica, we that's do. for sure. Yeah, they had a new single that came out this week. They got an album coming out later this year. They've been yeah. doing it for 40 years now. Yeah, I tell you what, man, that that was my pregame music. Oh, yeah. You know, especially after my dad died. Wherever I may roam, mm. I played that right before I'd go out. And uh, it just, to me, it was like, no matter where you go, you're going to kick some ass, mm-hmm. you know, and your dad's up there watching, and let's go get him and just want to, you know, go oh, yeah. out and oh, slam yeah. somebody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was so awesome, yep. you know. I'll just stall their music. I love their music. Yeah, music is that kind of thing, man. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it, it can it create a mood in two seconds. Totally. You know, yeah. music has the power to do that. It and, does. It gets you thinking about stuff to me. Like, yeah. I just think about things with yeah. music, you know? Yeah. And I need it to work. I don't need it to work out, but, man, I do like running with the music because it gets me going. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't it think does. I'd run without music. No. Yeah. You I know? don't want to hear myself breathe. No. I'm like a horse. No. And my Go buddy Stoli, we used to jog like next to you. He's like, I can't run next to you. You you like breathe like a horse. And yeah. It's making me tired. Go to the gym <laughs> and not have some kind yeah. of music in my ear. It's like, oh, I know. what's that? Yeah. I don't I don't care what anyone else in the room is I doing. Know. I'm and there it, alone. And it's funny. Everyone's got their, like you say, like, hey, use this. They're like, they can't hear you. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're like, jamming Never mind, out. forget yeah. about it. Not yeah, I'm not it. going for a nature walk when I'm going to run, right? right. Like, that's a different thing. Maybe yeah. I don't need the headphones. No, for, you want to pay attention right, to the nature. For a nature walk, <laughs> right. But if, so it's, it might get you. if it's a workout, then yeah, right. I need something to keep me oh, pumped yeah. up. Yeah. Um, the Adam Schefters of the world tweeting out yesterday that the Jags are planning to use the franchise tag yeah. on yeah. Evan Ingram. There's also the reports that they are going to try to trade Shaq Griffin, and if they can't, mm-hmm. they're going to cut him, which is essentially saying they're going to cut Shaq Griffin. I guess. Because uh, no one's – I can't imagine anyone's going to give up a draft pick to pick up that contract at this yeah. point when they know the Jags are going to cut him, Right. Like, I wonder why they do that. I've never really understood that. Like, hey, we're trying to trade him, but if we can't trade him, we're going to cut him. Every other team's like, okay, we'll just wait till you can't trade him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is it for the player, like, to just, like, hey, man, we're we're going to try to trade you, but I most suppose, likely it's not going to yeah. happen, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, I suppose. Thanks for your time. But this it's is with, the right way to do it's it. It's with so many of those guys, right? Yeah. It's like, like yeah. the John Johnson thing up in Cleveland. Yeah. That report came out this yeah. week. It's, we're going to try to trade him, and if we don't, we're going to cut him at the yeah. open of free agency. He was a big free agent yeah. like two years ago, right? A couple of years yeah, ago, yeah. which maybe, you know, the idea is if you're a team that looks at that contract and you think it's palatable, right. right? Like you still like the guy enough that you think, okay, we can right. deal with the contract if we need to. It's a one-year deal basically for Shaq Griffin that you'd be right. trading for, right? Right. So yeah. are we willing to pay him like a top 20 corner right now in the league for one year right. to not have to compete with other teams for his service. Right. Right. Yeah. And maybe there's a team that says, is that worth a seventh round pick? What are we getting out of a seventh round pick? Maybe. Right. Right. Yeah. But you lose a little bit of flexibility in the draft by not having that seventh round pick to trade, if nothing else, yep. uh, to move up um, in the NFL draft, which is why it's overwhelmingly likely that, Shaq Griffin's going to wind up getting released by the Jaguars. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I know I saw some people asking me this morning about it, and they were asking, well, how does that work with the compensatory formula? Release does not count, like factor in to free agents. So, Jawan Taylor is at the end of his contract. Yeah. And the Jags may re-sign him. They're not going to 
tag him because they're using the tag right. on Evan Ingram. Yep. And they they could sign him to an extension, right? Yep. Like that's that's the options they have. If he winds up being a free agent at the end of his contract, then it goes into the compensatory pick formula. Right. So that's part of the thought, right? Yep. Like you're not letting go of Jawan Taylor even for zero. Yep. You know, because on the other end of it, you're probably getting a fourth round pick, maybe a third round compensatory pick, depending on what he gets paid yep. and what you're paying right. in free agency right, to, right. to players coming into the building. So you're going to get something back, it looks like, if Jawan Taylor winds up being a free yeah. agent yeah. when everything is said and done. And you weren't going to tag him at $18 million. You, No. That wasn't going to happen. No, right. no. As we've discussed we for did, several yeah, weeks, moment. right, since we got to, okay, let's dig into what this yep. actually means. Yep. and. Where is the right tackle market? 18, you're going to make him the highest paid right tackle in football. Yep. Right? And I I think Juwan Taylor is a young player, durable player, still probably on the up in his career considering it was just kind of what's going on yep. for those middle two years of those four years. It's yep. He was really good as a rookie. What happened yep. in these two years? And then he had a really good fourth year, right? And so it became a big question. For the team as to what do we do with this, right? At this point, because it would have been nice if he had had three really good years, yeah, right. And then you could say, you know what, we're signing him to an extension after his third year. We're not fooling around with this, yeah, right. Yep. But that's not the way his career played out. So right. now, right, they're left in this kind of, what do you do? If it's you, Tom, yep. what kind of offer are you making to Jawan Taylor and free agents? I'm I'm probably doing a, uh, you know, three or four year deal at fifteen a year. Something like that, fourteen okay. a year, you know. I mean, I think he's worth. I know there's guys that are at nine. I think he's worth way more than nine. I wouldn't take nine if I was somebody like <laughs> nine. Are you like crazy? Right. I mean, maybe I want to stay here because I like it. But you know, let's get get a little bit real. Again, that tag throws it all off because you you know, and he's they got to be realistic. I'm not it's you're not an eighteen million a year tackle. Not many, if any, right tackles are left tackles. Yeah, you can. Make the case. For yeah, that. that's why the right. tag is eighteen. Right, it's because the left tackles because are getting of the left that. tackles. Yeah. So, I would think somewhere in that range. Um, you know, with Ingram, look that that tag could be just uh, hey, uh, you know, something to, you know, give us some time to put something together. I I bet you that whole thing is contract length, right? They probably want three. Jags probably want four. Well, if you're going to do four, then I want more money. You know, mm-hmm. I want a little bit more a year. If I'm going to do that and give up a year. You know, and if you tag me, fine, then, you know, who knows what happens after this year. Good thing is he's going to be a Jag, so that's good. But, yeah, I think if, you know, if you could swing it, I think, you know. And he'd probably be, look, I th- I think if you look at Jawan Taylor, I always did it this way. We did it with Cam, too. Remember, we, we'd look at Cam, we'd say, Cam, 90%, 85% of the time is a very good left tackle. Yeah. Right? He breaks down on occasion. Now, that's gotten better over the years, without a doubt. He may be, before he got hurt this year, he may be in the 90 to 95 percentile, right? Mm-hmm. I always felt like prior to this past year, Jawan was in that 75 to 80, you know, percentile, where that percent of the game, he was very good. Run, pass, everything. And then, fifth, you know, the 20, 25 percent, give up a sack, give up pressure at bad times, you know, just not fully to that 
90 percentile. Sure. I think he's, he, he was a lot better than that this year. I, I would put him near that 90 percentile where he was. Look, he still – look, they, they gave up sacks from time to time, uh, but not a lot. I mean, look, they had 28 sacks total. Part of that is getting the ball out quick, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay, man. I mean, look, if that's your game plan, you know what? As an offensive lineman, I don't have to block that long. Right. But yeah, hell yeah. Sign me up. You right, know? and how much does the offense and how athletic – and quick Trevor Lawrence's with the ball way into any of it, right? Because that does weigh in well, yeah. to to the idea of, okay, Juwan Taylor, not a high-ranked run blocker, which in today's league, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Like, you're, you're just not running the football as much as you're throwing the football in the, the modern NFL. But if you have a quarterback that whatever your grade is, and maybe Juwan Taylor, you look at him like a PFF grade, right? And they say he's a top 10 or something like yeah. that pass blocking right tackle well how much of that him being top 10 is Trevor Lawrence how much of him being top 10 is the offense that he's playing in and how quickly the ball gets out and how quickly decisions are being made right and if you're how do you project what you lose right if Jawan Taylor's gone and Walker Little's playing right tackle for you right how much do they lose in efficiency and they're pass blocking with one or the other in the lineup. I don't think that question is easy to answer. No. I, well, I think it comes down to, like, look, we, we want Jawan Taylor here. And We're that's hoping what they keep to saying, keep yeah. him here. But there's the but. You know, if not, we've got Walker Little. Now, here's the, the caveat. Throw in Phil Rosher because he's made them all better, in my opinion. I think he's made their technique better. I think he's made them a better offensive line. I expect them to even get better. Mm-hmm. I expect Walker Walker Little to, to get even better than he is because of that take technique. So, you know, yeah, you want to keep them together, but at the same time, if you can't do it, you can't do it. You know, you got to try. Sure. You know, I uh, I don't know where I, I, I keep going back and forth. Sometimes I think they're going to find a way to get a ton. Then sometimes I'm like, I don't, you know, because that is your backup. What's your, what's your fallback? It's Walker Little at right tackle. Yeah. And if you're Walker, now that the tag's the same, who cares if you play left or right? Right. Right? Now you could say, well, yeah, I'm just as good as any left tackle. I just happen to play right on this team. Yeah. And, and I can understand even the idea of, from a Jaguars perspective, Cam Robinson's going to be our left tackle for one more year. Right? If they're looking at it that way, yeah. that he's going to be our left tackle for one more year, we'd like to get an extension done with Jawan Taylor because Walker Little's better position is left tackle. True. Right? Like, those two guys went head-to-head for that right tackle spot this year, and Jawan won the job. Yeah. Right? So, I can understand having that idea in your head of Cam Robinson's our left tackle for one more year, then it's Walker Little and Jawan Taylor as our tackles for whatever the length of the the Taylor contract is. And by you get to that point, you're having to figure out what you're doing with the extension, maybe with Walker Little, because now you're – the end of year three, how much has he played? Yeah. Right? right and right. you got one more year of contract control with Walker Little at that point. Yep. But it's at least something to consider. I think ultimately, Juwan Taylor's going to walk is what I think is ultimately what's going to happen. Well, because okay. I, I think free agency being that close, yep. he's got Drew Rosenhaus as his agent. Yep. The odds of you being able to convince him to you know punt on the opportunity to hear what the league has to say right. about how they value you when you're yep. this close to hearing what that actually is, I think are very low. Well, for, and look, some team's going to offer him a good contract. Yeah. There's no doubt. And I, you, there's no discount. I mean, and, and get you know when you get paid like that, you're the man. 
there is no Walker Little over your shoulder, you know, if you have a bad game. You know what I'm saying? Some team pays you $50 million a year, $40 million a year. You're the guy. Done. You have to deliver now. Of yeah. course, you got to perform. But there is no, you know, well, we could have this guy. Well, no, they, they covet you if they're paying you that kind of money. And I know the Jags want him here, and that's coveting him as well. But, again, you have an insurance plan. You got a backup. You've got a guy. And, and, and again, you're absolutely right with Cam. And throw in the injury with Cam. Now, it may not be anything major. I get that. but They got a better still, idea of that than us. Yeah. When you get injured, one of my friends, never forget, he had a sh- shoulder surgery in, in, in college. He, said, he was all healed up, all ready to go. I said, how do you feel? He's like, you know what? I'll never be 100%. And you, it's true. You can mm-hmm. get to 99. I've done it, you know. But yeah. there is a little by little, tink, 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 tink. As good as you tink, can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You start getting knocked down a little bit. Next thing you know, the body. So that you got to factor that in, too. Can Cam play the entire year for us? Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, I mean, think about it this way. Okay, we pay Cam. Now we're going to pay Juwan. Cam's going to go. Walker's going to come over. we got a year with him. Then we're going to pay Walker. That's not a terrible little thing. No. Right? Financially, I would think If you that can makes figure sense. out a way to make it work financially yeah. with Juwan Taylor, then yeah. And keep Ingram. Yeah. You gotta, I right. would think it, keeping Ingram. And there. then what do you do with Arden Key and some of the other <laughs> you you know, you know, guys that you're going to have to figure this out with? Yeah. Now they've created a bunch of cap space. We know $13 million more is coming whenever they right. – Make the move with Shaq Griffin, whether that is trade or cut. They're still going to get the 13. Right. Right? Like, they're going to get that money uh, cleared on the books somehow yeah. here in the next week or so. And so, look, we'll see what all that looks like. But ultimately, I just, with it being this close, yeah. I, I think Juwan winds up at least testing free agency. What would you pay Juwan? I've... I've said for a few weeks now I would offer him somewhere in the twelve, thirteen million dollar range a year. Okay. I'd be willing to do it for three or four years. Mm-hmm. And I would let him know this is the number. This is what I'm willing to pay. Yep. Free agency's coming up. If if that's not enough for you, you want to hear what the offers are out there, you know how much we love you around here. Right. Right? Like we want you right. back. This is what we're willing to spend on you. Go here. If you want to go hear what the offers are gonna be and come back around to us on it, okay. Right. But if you get offered something more somewhere else, yeah, that's that's okay, right? right? Like we got Walker Little that can play right tackle, yeah, uh, for us next year if we need him to play right tackle, yep. And we'll sign or draft another swing tackle. We can figure that out. It's not that I don't want Juwan Taylor. It's no, right. that would be my number, and I'd let him know this is the situation. Other than uh, we got Taylor Ingram and Arden Key, who else do we really like? You gotta have, you gotta keep. Who are we talking about? Uh, That's you, on, that needs a new contract. You may want to figure out like an extension with Agnew because he's going okay. into the last year of his deal. Okay. Like, okay. like that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, and maybe that course. lowers the keep, number I, this I, year. You've got to keep Agnew. Right? Like that kind of thing. But yeah, we could we could take a look at the whole yeah. free agent list. Because yeah. uh, I think get, they're close to fin. I think, you know, if, man, if they could get, and Agnew's already on the team, so I'm not going to count him. He no, got yeah. those three ton. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. <laughs> That'd be real nice. That'd be sweet. Yeah. We'll check in with Frank Frangi on the other on the other side when we return. Tony Smith, Tom McManus, ET here with you on a Friday edition of Jaguars today on 1010XL. Mac in the middle, Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. There's no one to hit in here, Tommy. <laughs> nope. All right, no one to hit. I know this old. is your pregame. Let's this go. This is great, yes. Uh, one of the best. right here. Uh, but no one here needs to be tackled. Nope. 
Okay. No. As uh, Tony Smith, Tom McManus, Frank Frangi joining us as well, fresh on the trip from the combine up in Indianapolis. How are you? I'm good, but that music played. I moved a little further away from Tom. Okay, okay. okay. You got to protect yourself a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just in the last uh, segment, we were talking about. He's like, yeah, I would listen to wherever I might roam, and then yeah. I'd go out on the field and hit somebody. You yeah. Kill somebody. <laughs> it was oh. a great trip, Tony. It was great. It was. It was good to be up there for three days. It was fast and furious. Got a lot of stuff on. Got to spend time with Doug. Got to spend time with Trent. Yep. Boy, there. Boy, they're grinning. There's some. Con- I told Doug, "You yeah. look so happy up there." Well, I kind of. I mean, yeah, yeah. they had a. They, they know it's not as much Tom where they've been. That was fun, yep. but where they think they're going. Absolutely, where, and, and I think, yeah. and I think everybody feels that way. So it was, it was, it was a fun three days. You know, it's it's great too. We were talking about earlier having shot your owner willing to put up that cash because that's what it is. I mean, to do all these deals, all right. this restructure, you're going to the owner and say, Chad, uh, we kind of need fifty million <laughs> or whatever is, we need to to, that to is do a, this. Tom, that is a great point. Yeah, people don't talk. It's huge. People talk about the cap and managing the cap, but yeah. if you don't have the cash to redeal the do right. to redo the deals, it doesn't matter. That's a great point. No, it's huge. Chad's a great owner. He's got a bunch of money. He's not yeah. afraid to use it. No, right. You've been going to the combine for several years now. I know I got to go with you the one year in 2016, way back in the day. But what you've seen, what that building is like over the years, what was the reaction like in the building when the Jalen Carter news broke? Well, that was the story. I mean, it was, there's two different, and you know this, Tony, there's a big area where, and it's different than when you went. When Mm -hmm. we were kind of out in that hallway that year, we did, we talked to Gus and Ella. Well, now it's different. It's now everybody's in a radio row room which is behind the curtain from all the all the podiums. Okay. And so and that, and so the print media all kind of hangs in there. Oh, they were scurrying. They, it was an interesting story in that okay, he was supposed to be there that day. Yep. He left the, immediately, went back, was booked, bonded out and was flown back to Indianapolis. Yeah. He was back there like a, a flying private to jail and right, back. Right. Next. So, yeah, right. I mean, you don't get that every day. Back, you know, so um, but that kept everybody stirring a little yeah. bit. And I think the big right. question now is listen, two people died, man. I mean, no matter right. what, whether right. misdemeanor, felony, whatever, two right. people died. And that's a, it's a tough thing. So, was it McShay that came out like a month ago saying, hey, there may be some problems with him? Is that what he's, is, was he talking about this incident or are there other things with no, Jalen Carter? I, I assume, Tom, it's this incident because okay. I've not heard bad stuff about okay. it. Now, no, no, look, all the stories Good. are coming out now right. that, about Georgia. Is, is it too loose there? There's too much stuff going on. Oh, There's too geez. many guys arrested, you know, mm. which happens sometimes when you start winning. And it also happens. Look at the 96 Gators, you know, I mean, or the 2000, whatever, Gators, I should Yeah, the Urban Gators. Yeah, yeah, I should have said that. You're right. So, so, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see. He's a good player now. Oh, yeah. He's a good player. No doubt. It'll be interesting to see how much that affects it. What did you take away from having heard from and having the opportunity to talk to Doug Peterson and Trent Baalke this week? Yeah, it's very clear. And I think we saw the roadmap, Tony, even before I got up there. They're trying to keep the band together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very clear they they have this great culture, this great belief in one another. Um, they're all on the same page. Why mess that up? So restructure everybody to keep the three big guys there. Yeah. I say this to, to keep Ingram, Juwan Taylor, and Arden Key there. The, the the franchise tag was no surprise. Right. I still think that deal might get done, but it's a, it's a placeholder until it gets done. Yep. So I think I think Tony, to your question. It's a very clear message. We like what we have. It's young, which means you can get better. You know, if you have a really good group and they're all 32, well, you don't know how much better they're going to get. Right. If you have a really good group and the average age is 24, mm-hmm. yep. they're going to get better without having to make a lot of personnel changes, and I think that was the theme. I, I think you got to 
commend Trent, Doug, and Chad just for the fact they did this in a year. Yeah, to have amazing. a team where you're because you know when you you're not looking to get rid you're you're looking to bring everybody back. You feel really good about your team. Yeah. You're going to add talent. You're going to this and that, whatever. But you got your core. You got your guys, and you're ready to roll in to the next year. To be able to do that in one year is pretty damn impressive. And, and Tom, you will, you will understand this better than all of us radio guys do. And I, and I, and I tell Tony and Jeff this the same, too. You guys, are, you guys have a different perspective because you lived it. But to change that culture, it was dysfunctional, man, a year ago. No and doubt, that, and it was, and to get, and Doug, Doug, I, we, Doug, and I talked about it many times privately, but two days ago on the air, I said, "How'd you change?" He said, "Frank, you got to earn their trust. Yeah, they've got to, they got to be able to trust me. They got to know I'm authentic. I'm, not, you, you, I'm, you can't be full of it because right. players are smart, man. No doubt, they know when you're not authentic, yep. and I think that can't lie to them. You can't lie to them, and you can't. And you can't <laughs> Number one, yeah, and and, the, and I'm again, I'm not trying to still pile on Urban. He's been no, no, for no, a while, yeah, yeah. but the whole too easy. The whole scre- yeah, it is. The two, but the whole screaming to mean and it's yeah. not how it works anymore. You got to no, respect right. these guys. Yeah. So I think that, and that's I said, Doug, I've never seen a culture changed that fast. Right. We've seen guys In do movies. quick turnarounds. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, so it was, it, was pre- it was pretty amazing to do it as quickly as they did. And yeah. I'm guessing outside of 2018 when, you know, coming off the AFC Championship game appearance in 2017, the Jags were considered one of the favorites in the AFC. Going into that offseason, going into the 2018 season, so I'm sure at the Combine, the conversation around the yeah. Jags just felt different at that Combine than it had in previous years and obviously yeah. in the last three or four years. What did it feel like this year compared to maybe 2018, but especially here the last four or five years? In 18, everybody was caught up in the look how good this defense is, Saxonville, and we got screwed on the Miles Jack play and should have been the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And that was the theme. Nobody thought about – we didn't know what we didn't know. Okay, yeah. We didn't think – nobody thought about Tony. Um, well, do you have a generational quarterback? Well, probably not. Do you have great culture? Well, obviously not. You had divas in the locker room and – and, and I'm a big believer, and, I, and I've, I've said this on the air, when Paul Puzlozny and Mercedes Lewis weren't back the next year, mm. those mm. are the guys Good the point. young guys respected. Yep. Those are the guys, uh, Jalen, Telvin, all of them, they looked up to those guys. Mm-hmm. And when they weren't there, then different leadership was not good leadership. So, But back to your original question, it seems more sustainable now, not just to us, but to the people at the Combine. Everyone's talking about Trevor. Everyone's talking about Doug. Yeah. Everyone's talking about the youthfulness of the roster. So I think, I think, I, look, the AFC is Kansas City, Cincinnati, um, Buffalo, uh, Buffalo, yep. and then and then after that, I think Jacksonville's right in there yeah. with the Chargers mm-hmm. or whoever. And that wasn't always the case. And that wasn't the case in eighteen. Yep. The case in eighteen is, ah, let's see if they can do it again with all that defense. That is the case now. Yeah. All right. You mentioned key, Jawan Taylor and Ingram. Can they? Will they? Can they? In your opinion, keep off? I will tell. You, I will tell you this. I know this for a fact. They really want it. They're going to keep Ingram, yep. whether he's on the tag or they. They'd rather right. extend him because you reduce some of the the amortized dollars. But they're gonna, Ingram's going to be on the team. There's yep. no date. Okay. No, so that, awesome. that that's done for now. You hope it's done for the long haul. It's definitely done for now. He's going to be on the team. They really want to keep Juwan Taylor. Yeah. They really now listen. They can't. They, they, even though the tag's already gone, if it wasn't, they couldn't tag him because it's eighteen million dollars for right tackle. They weren't going to do that. And if someone gives him left tackle money, then they may not be able to. But Tom, they want to send a message that they're getting guys the second contract because they haven't been good about that. Right. A- right. And listen, you need you need a bunch of people. People get hurt. It's football. That's right. And you know, I, the, to the people that say, "Ah, oh, you don't really need him because you got Cam on the left. You can play Walker Little on the right." Well, you're one twist and ankle away from not being very good. True. And you can't be not very good. And so I think having 
So I think they really want to sign him. I think they'll get Key done. I think he'll be okay. Uh, Ingram's going to be on the team. The tough one's Juwan Taylor. I can tell you they're going to exhaust. One of the reasons they're moving all this money around, I think sign, re-signing Juwan Taylor is a big part of everything that I think they're doing. Yeah. It really yeah. is. Huge. I'm not a jealous guy. You've known me long enough yeah, to know this, yeah. Frank. But I do get jealous whenever anyone besides me gets to talk to a guy like Greg Cosell about football. Boy, right? is, he, boy is he good. <laughs> like, I just I love the 20 half an hour, whatever I get to yeah. spend with him just talking football yeah. every year. I know you had the, the chance to talk to him up there. What is the best nugget that you've heard? And it doesn't have to be Jaguar related. But just the best nugget that you heard this week at the Combine from anyone. Okay, well, let me start with Cosell since you brought him up. He understands the game so well. He told me things about Calvin Ridley that I probably didn't know. That I knew he was super fast, yep. and he had, the, he had the gigantic year. Mm -hmm. He's a fast, explosive guy. He said he is an elite route runner, which I did not know. He said setting up a defensive back, getting a cornerback turned, changing gears. That's what the great ones, Tom, you know, yeah. that's what the great ones oh, do. Yeah. I didn't know all that about Ridley. Mm -hmm. What I knew is he was super fast. Mm -hmm. He was super fast and a game changer. I'm visioning Tyreek Hill running by everybody. Mm -hmm. But from what, from what Greg Cosell said, he's way more than that. Yeah. And I think that's the thing that got my attention. Yeah. So that's a nugget, and it's a nugget from him. Other things, that, uh, the mo what I was so intrigued with, Tony, is what are these teams in the division going to do? Is, is Houston going to take Stroud? Are the Colts going to go try and get Anthony Richardson? Are I mean, are, are the Titans finally announced? Rand Carthon announced that they're committed to Tannehill, but I didn't know. Yeah, until, right. So, so I think to me that was the intrigue. What Greg Cosell told me about um, Ridley, and then kind of trying to figure out what else is going on in the division. How about Carr being there? Was that did you? Uh, he was visiting teams. Yeah, but, and he, were there he, other he, vets he just, there they, trying they, to? Figure I didn't it see out? anybody. I didn't but hear he talk was, of anybody. He was yeah. just kind of knocking around, talking to everybody. Yeah. This is by the way, this is his chance. This is his. He's cashing in. I think he's an okay player. No, I, I agree. He's about I to agree. get forty. He's a million. stats player. He's about to get forty million a year. Yeah, I mean Derek Carr. Derek Carr. That's the market, is about though. to get four. No, I know and it's going up, Frank. But, but Derek, it's going up. Think about this. Derek Carr is about to get forty million dollars right. a year. Right. Tony, digest that for a second. So Trevor will get one hundred twenty million. Yeah, yeah. Good luck. It's amazing if you think. About it's it. a no weird doubt. scale. Uh, what is your best guess after having been around the draft business yeah. for this week? What is your best guess as of right now about what the Jags wind up doing in twenty four? It is a guess now. Yeah. Okay. And I and I think particularly with teams in the twenties, really free agency affects the draft. So you're guessing at the draft without knowing free agency at the top of the draft, not so much. Because the top of the draft, they're going to do what they're going to do. But I think once you get into the 20s, so I think free agency will affect it. Here's what I will tell you. The, in my opinion, the most glaring need on the football team is somebody coming off the edge. I don't think they have that. I hope Trayvon Walker becomes that. Mm -hmm. I think he's more of a hand-on-the-ground guy, more of a mm -hmm. five-technique guy. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, don't, I, agree. I don't think he's a stand-up guy. Um, but, I mean, I'd love to see Nolan Smith still be there. Nolan Smith's a good player, man. He is a really good player. And all yeah. those damn Georgia guys are good, yeah. you know. And so, and so, but I would, I would, so, but I would guess without knowing what's going to happen in free agency, Tony, I would guess big person or an edge. Yeah, I would guess bigger edge would be my guess. Yeah, uh, what they will do at twenty four. That'd be that'd be my guess. That kid from Iowa tore it up too. He's a big kid that can move. I watch his drills. Yeah, he's, he's really. It's hard to it's hard to figure too who's going to be. You know who's yeah. going to be at twenty. You guys yeah. you guys no, know right. do a great job of the draft, but I. Uh, but I, it's who, who's going to be there at 20, 
in the twenties yep. is hard to figure. Yeah, yep. it's not easy. Frank, we appreciate it. Yeah, uh, happy happy to be here, fellas. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Good yeah, time. y'all be good. Yeah, As uh, the trip to Indianapolis for another year has been wrapped up for the NFL Combine for the Frangie yep. Show, so they'll be back on this afternoon. Uh, you can hear them starting at three o'clock this afternoon here on Ten Ten XL. I think you know. You, in my opinion, I'm I'm throwing Ridley into the draft class, and I don't care if I can or not, sure. because he's still a young player. He's an acquired player, and he's new yeah. to us. So it's almost like this is a luxury at 24. And if you don't want to count him as part of the draft class, part count him as part of the free agent class, right? Whatever. Like either way, yeah. he's a he's, player right. that's being added yeah. to the team, right? Um, in this offseason whenever the league gets around but, to handling that business. But think about it. If we didn't have Ridley coming in, what would the focus be? We need another playmaker for, for Trevor. Now the focus is, well, if there's one there that we grade high, then, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll give him another weapon. But now you can get – you can go that edge. Sure. You can go that interior offensive line. You can be a little bit that – I mean, think about it. I, I'm telling you, and talking with Frank, you, you know, keeping this team together tells you they believe in this team. This is their Super Bowl team. This is their this is their championship. They're adding to it. They're going to continue to add to it. They're going to continue to monitor it, and they're going to continue to evaluate it. But this is their team, and to do it in a year is absolutely incredible. It is. Our question of the day today brought to you by Chad and Sandy Real Estate asking, what length of contract do you expect tight end Evan Ingram to play under for the Jags this year? One year, two years, three years, or four-plus years? You can find that poll at 1010XL Fat Tony on Twitter. Want to get your reaction to a couple of questions we already asked this week, Tommy. Uh, When we get back, we'll also take a look at some of the news from around the National Football League as we continue along. It's a Friday edition of Jaguars Today on 1010XL. You're Mackin' with Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. Did you know, Tom McManus, that this album, Master of Puppets, is in the Library of Congress? Really? It was the first metal album that they put into whatever their little database is Uh of music, right? Because they thought it was influential enough and the themes in it were powerful enough that it was the first metal album that got put into wow. the Library of Congress. So yeah. it'll be there forever. Right, right, like right. Master right. Puppets by yeah. uh, Metallica. That you know, they went from, that it is, it, and they, they've been phenomenal through the, throughout for the you know pretty much their entire careers, but they took a lot of grief going from metal to more mainstream. They did. And when they cut their hair, it was like, oh my gosh, how can you cut your hair? <laughs> oh, you're not a real rock and roller anymore. You're like, what? Right. Listen to him. Yeah, we had somebody on the text line that was complaining about it, right? They became a boy band after they did the Black <laughs> Album, right? Like that kind of thing. A boy band. I'm like, you, yeah. you think Enter Sandman is a boy oh, band come song? on. Enter Sandman? First of all, oh. like, and I get it. They had that lull. We yeah, thought, they did. Like St. Anger and those yeah, kind of things. I get having complaints about a few of the albums. They're yeah. in the middle. Yeah. Uh, there with Metallica, but their last... Two, three albums have been killer, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this new one. Yeah, yeah, and they got a new one coming out. Been writing music for 40 years. 40. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah still man. doing it. Uh, they just can't let it go, man. No, I wouldn't either. Are yeah. you kidding me? They just, I want to play every night. They can't I let could. it go. Wanted to ask you about a couple of the yeah, questions of the day that we've had <clears throat> this week. Um, this one related to you know a conversation we've been having throughout the show this morning already. Uh, which of these players do you think will be on the Jaguars Opening day roster in 2023, your options, Arden Key, Jawan Taylor, 
Both Key and Taylor, neither Key or Taylor. Both Key and Taylor. You think they'll both be here? Yeah, I think I I think they're going to find a way to keep those. Well, they already got Ingram, so I think they're going to find a way. Yeah. Yep. The uh, Arden Key won that poll with about 46% of the vote. Uh, both yeah. Key and Taylor came in second with 27% yeah. of the vote on that well, one. Well, I think people think, like we were just saying, like Walker just slides in and everything's, you know, rosy. Mm-hmm. You know, again, you, you, you just never know. And you don't know. I'm sure Cam's going to come back fine. You know, I don't, I'm not concerned. But at the same time, that's his second injury to that knee or no to doubt. his knees. I don't know if it's the same knee. I think it's, I think it's different. The other knee. It's the other knee. It's different knee. So, you know, that doesn't that may not mean anything. And he comes back fine. He plays all seventeen yeah. games and has a great year. We just don't know. Right. You know, what the whatever it's gonna be yep. with with him this year with that knee injury, because they've said nothing about it to this point. Uh the other one wanted to get your reaction to this is one we asked yesterday. What is your current satisfaction level with the job that Jaguars general manager Trent Baalke is doing? Your options, A, Baalke Masterclass. It's become the thing. Uh, B, really solid. C, adequate. D or F, you want him gone. <coughs> I mean, D or F is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I'm going A. I'm going A. I might even – I want to see how they finish, but it may be an A-plus uh, offseason. We'll see how they do, but I like what they're doing. I like mm-hmm. it. I like what they're doing. They're keeping it together, and they believe. And culture is a huge thing. They've all bought in. They want to be back. You know, obviously, you got to do what you got to do business wise. But yeah, I like it. DRF like Tommy on that poll got one point two percent of over fifteen hundred votes uh, on that poll yesterday. All right. I mean, come on. Uh, which is funny because last year, if we had asked <clears throat> this same kind of question last year at this time, yeah. that I mean, it would have been completely flipped. Right, the majority of the fan base it felt like at that point was get him out, get him out. Yeah, we don't want him to be around the organization anymore. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, the <laughs> leading vote getter was B, really solid. The bulky master class with the A at thirty one point four percent was second in that poll. Yeah, uh, yeah. that we ran yeah, yesterday. I, I tell you what, and and again, it's 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 great how it's set up. You got an owner with cash that's willing to spend it. And you've got a coach and GM that's on the same page as far as what kind of player they want in their locker room. Now let's uh, take a look at some of the news from around the National Football League. Now, Gems Around the NFL, brought to you by Beaches Jewelry and Pawn in Jack's Beach. New Orleans Saints running back Alvin Kamara has pled not guilty to charges of conspiracy to commit battery and substantial bodily harm charges in a Clark County, Nevada courthouse yesterday. The conspiracy to commit battery charge is a misdemeanor, while the substantial bodily harm charge is classified as a felony. A trial date of July 31st has been set. Ian Rappaport reported yesterday that should Kamara be found guilty, that discipline from the league is expected to happen in 2023. The Tampa Bay Bucks, who are $55 million over the cap, are expected to be releasing tight end Cameron Brait in a move that will save them $5 million. News has already been reported this week that the Bucks will also be releasing running back Leonard Fournette. The team has reportedly talked to all-pro right tackle Tristan Wirfs about switching to the left tackle slide side while considering their options with current left tackle Donovan Smith, who holds a $17.9 million cap hit this season. And Jerry Richardson, the founder of the Carolina Panthers organization, passed away at his home on Wednesday at the age of 86. Richardson was the first former player since George Hallis to own an NFL franchise when Carolina was awarded that franchise in 1993 
He even caught a touchdown pass from Johnny Unitas in the 1959 NFL Championship game. Richardson announced he was selling the franchise on the same day in 2017 that Sports Illustrated reported that four former Panthers employees received significant monetary settlements due to inappropriate, sexually suggestive language and actions by Richardson. It was also reported he used a racial slur directed toward a team scout at the time. Oh. But they had all the controversy with his statue out in front of the stadium, and there was something in the deal that he made when he sold the team yep. that the statue would stay up. Uh, and then the <laughs> political protests that have been going on, yeah. especially That's the, not the last two longer. or three years, right. not so much. They've yep. moved the stadium. It's no longer up. Right. Uh, I'm not sure where they're housing it now, but right. I, as far as I can tell, there are no plans to return it yeah. uh, to the stadium out there. But Jerry Richardson and the Carolina Panthers came into the league at the same time. Yeah, they did. As the Jacksonville Jaguars passed yep. away yesterday. And they were uh, in their second year as well at the NFC Championship game, which they was were. wild. The NFL didn't want Carolina versus Jags in that. <sighs> Kidding me? That they didn't want that. Unbelievable. That would have been so incredible. They didn't want that. Two like, second no year franchises. They're not going to let that happen. There's just no way. Like, we can't ball. let that happen. Uh, like, two expansion teams. Tommy putting his conspiracy hat on. Second year. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll give our answers to the question of the day today as we put a bow on it. And when we return, the Chad and Sandy Real Estate Jaguars today question of the day asking what length of contract do you expect? Tight end, Evan Ingram to play under for the Jags in 2023. One year, two years, three years, or four-plus years here in Jacksonville as we'll put a bow on a Friday edition of Jaguars Today on 1010XL. Tom McManus. Brought to you by Renewal by Anderson. A better way to a better window on 1010XL. I told you about the concert video of this in Russia yes a few years did you go around and watch it yeah no with 1.2 million people oh, in the crowd <laughs> I'm telling you Lollapalooza it felt like yeah. there. I mean it was you've oh, done the incredible. you've you've played in NFL arenas you've played yep. in college football arenas you yep. you play live music now I can't even imagine the energy oh. in a place where you're playing that song oh. on a stage I mean, in front of a million people Blow my head right off. Now, I mean, uh, goodness. more than one person died. Uh, I mean, a crowd of 1.2 million people, yeah. so not the happiest outcome. I don't like big crowds. Yeah. Uh, I like to be nuts. up on the stage. And, but... You know, if you're in the middle of that crowd and it's time to go to the bathroom, it may just be time to go to the bathroom. Yeah, do it. Right? Like, yep. I not know. worth your life. Yeah, I don't know how many <laughs> I mean, options you have. It, but like the that. video is nuts. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, just, just crazy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, especially with the energy. The the wall had just come down. Like, Metallica oh, right, had never right. played in Russia. It oh. was free. Yeah. You know, it was. Yeah. everyone came in. Like, the Russian military is the guard. Yeah. And Lars is, is German, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. he is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So that that's that's pretty cool. It was right? absolutely making a Metallica Friday. Let's go. Why we not? did, man. It's go. basically been the last hour. It's been it. a Metallica Friday. I'm not complaining. Uh-uh. Uh, certainly, we'll get to our answers for the question of the day here in just a moment. We mentioned wanting to go through the Jacks free agent list and see what else you may want to prioritize. Yeah. Right. So we know who the big three are. Yeah. We've talked about them plenty. Marvin Jones going to be a free agent. 
probably not going to be back yeah. given that you got Calvin Ridley and everything else coming in. He's been, hey, he's been a very durable, solid player. He has. He, he's, he's, been, he's been good. He has. Um, Dewan Smoot. I don't think so. Coming off the injury. Not with the injury. If he didn't have the injury, yeah, he'd be one of your key guys. But I don't know, and I feel bad saying that because, you know, you never want that to be, you know, part yeah. of the part of the equation. But it is, and then he'll get a shot, it. though. He'll get he'll get another chance somewhere. Then you got a couple of tight ends. Chris Manhurts, a free agent. Dan Arnold, a free agent. I, I could see working something out with Arnold just because of his speed and athleticism. And when they did throw him, which is only like three times right. last year, he made plays. Yeah, if you're Dan Arnold, I'd probably be looking to go. Well, you're not going to be the man. Right. But you, know. you could – I don't know. I, I think they could utilize him more. But, again, now then you got – look, think of how many miles you got to feed. Yeah. You know, with Ridley now too. You know what I'm saying? It's it's hard to feed them all. So. This is one for the fans. Andrew Wingard, a free agent. Yeah, I'm keeping him. Uh, Trey Herndon, which, look, mm-hmm. that nickel spot is mm-hmm. wide open I right gotta, now. I got to upgrade. Uh, Corey Peters. Adam Gotsis along that defensive line. Yeah. A couple of free agents. And then you have a couple of exclusive rights free agents who, if they want him back, they're going to get him back. And that would be uh, offensive tackle Blake Hance, who, again, they just make an offer and he's going to be in a Jaguars uniform. And kicker Riley Patterson is an exclusive rights free agent. So he's kind of a free agent, but not really a free agent. So going through that list, it was Andrew Wingard. I, I look the guy. He's just good to have on your team. Uh huh. You know what I mean? He fills a need. He fills a void. He does well on special teams. I mean, for you know, it's funny that guy has caused so much grief over the years, and he's the only one that's been through like the last three coaching changes. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's the only one they, like they bring. Not the only one, but he's one of the guys they keep bringing back, which says a lot. So I would I would try to find a way to bring him back. Well, special teams matters, man. Big time. You know, Big when time. you have those guys that aren't necessarily starters, and right. that doesn't mean that you don't have any starters that play special teams. No, they right. do. Right. But when you have guys that can play whatever you need them to do yep. on special teams and they don't hurt you yep. when they're on the field, whatever role you're asking them to play in the defense, and right. a guy like Winkert, he's not killing he's selfless. you. selfless. Right. Uh, when he's anything. out there, but he'll, he's he's doing all the dirty stuff. He'll do anything you ask him right. to do. Uh, those, those guys, guys are valuable on yeah. NFL rosters. Without a doubt. And obviously, I mean, we we've talked. Uh, the it was always the Jags. It's Dewey. Yep. Right. 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 It, it it would be a shame to see it go out the building, and we'll yeah. see if they're able. <laughs> Somebody to get will pick him out. up if yeah. if if it doesn't work out here. But I think they're gonna. I hope they try to work it out here. Want to give our answers to the. Question of the day today, asking what length of contract do you expect tight end Evan Ingram to play under for the Jags here in 2023? We'll do that in the form of a 10-10 take. 10 take. 10-10 take. Now, Mike Dempsey's 10-10 take, brought to you by Northern Tool. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. We're made for this. What length of contract do you expect tight end Evan Ingram to play under for the Jags in 2023? One year on the franchise tag, a two-year deal, three-year deal, or a four-plus-year deal? Where do you land, How how old is he? 26? He is somewhere around there, yeah. Like he probably was a rookie. He was 20, 24, 25, 26, somewhere around there. 28, maybe? Is he 28? I I think three. I I mean, the money would have to be really good for four because maybe he wants another crack at it. You know what I mean? 28, Uh, yeah. So I think – you know, three. I think three. Um, if I'm him. Unless the money's that good. And yeah, tack on a fourth year. I don't really care. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the guaranteed money's that good. Um, 
So I, I think I think they're gonna. I think that's the big. And I don't know anything. I'm guessing, um, but I think that's probably the holdup. You know how long yeah. and. And if if I'm gonna give you the next four years, well then it, that means more. There's more value, right? If I'm gonna take myself out of the free agent picture in three years, which I feel like, unless barring injury, I'm gonna have another crack at this thing because I've got athletic ability, because I'm mm-hmm. expecting big years, right? Right. So I think three years. I think it ultimately lands on that three-year deal, which got the uh, majority of our votes today, with about 64 percent of the vote. Um, what? At this point, do you think the odds are that they don't get anything long-term done with him and he winds up having to play on the franchise tag? I think it's kind of 50-50, to be honest with you. I mean, there's something going on or they would have had it done. You know what I mean? I mean, it's not like rocket, rocket science. You know, you got to figure out the value and got to figure out the, you know, the, uh, the, the number of years, a couple language things, you know, the, whatever clauses you want in there. Mm-hmm. But it shouldn't be. You know, I mean, look, here's Evan Ingram. What's the top tight ends making the game? Where do you place them, right? You place them at the top? You place them upper tier? You know, I think you'd place them upper tier, at least after the year he had. You know, and then on the other side, the Jags are sitting there going, hey, look, we love you, and we want you here, but there's a reason why tight ends do well in Doug Peterson's offense. He sets you up real nice. <laughs> right. I mean, he does. You had your best year ever. Yeah. By far. I mean, look, I shouldn't say by far. What do you have, 70-something catches here? I know the one year he had 58, but it was always like 10 yards a catch, you know. I think this year he he had a way better year than he's ever had. I think you got to factor that in. Now, if I'm him, no. I'm Give me the top. I'm, I'm not asking for the top. If he's asking for the top, then I wouldn't give him the top. He's not Travis Kelsey. As a rookie, Ingram, who at that point I think was playing with Eli, uh, caught 64 for 722 okay. and six touchdowns. Okay. This year in Jacksonville, he caught 73 for 766 and four touchdowns. Mm. So kind of, kind of commiserate with okay. what he did as a rookie. And he mm. didn't get back to those levels in the next four years up there in New York. Right. So it's you had that rookie year from Evan Ingram after they drafted him in the first round, and they're probably thinking, we, we nailed it. Yeah. Right? And then the numbers just didn't quite get back to that level right. for the next four years. Now, I mean, Trevor Lawrence is whatever Eli was even at the end of his career, Trevor Lawrence going into his career, yep. I mean, the expectations for this guy are yep. out the roof. Yep. Right? So you certainly are in a better quarterback situation than you were the last three years at yeah, least sure. uh, during your time there in New York, and that would play some factor right when you have that combination of coach and quarterback that you return to Jacksonville to play with well I'm look from a macro view and I'm going back thinking like when I see the receptions of Evan Ingram in 2022 I see crossing patterns where he's got a step and that's part of his speed right but it's part of the setup I see one-on-one matchups that they've figured out through motion or, or and he's better than the guy covering him and he sets him up nice and gets open and then you got a quarterback that delivers the ball right I mean, again, I think – and it's not a knock on, on him at all, but that's the way offenses are going. Mm-hmm. We're going to find a way to get you open. You're going to use your speed. You're going to use your athleticism. And then we're going to make sure our quarterback can deliver you the ball where it needs to be. Yeah. It's, you know, it's 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 where everything's going, especially with the with the passing game. Yeah. That's a great thing. So, you know, I think – you you you, you got to balance the value. Like if you're Evan, you're like, okay, I really like it here, right? 
You know, you do factor in there's no state tax. That's part of the factor. I do like living here. I like the team. I like the culture. Yeah, I want to make bank. Then you figure out, you know, well, what does that mean for me? You know, right. if I don't get 15 a mil a year, but I get 13, can I, can I be happy with that? And, I, you know, the average, I don't mean average, but everyday people are like, hell yeah, you can be happy with that. But you, it's not the same because mm-hmm. it could be over in one year. And then maybe he doesn't get everything that he expected to get. Well, and with Manhurts and it, the guys that are leaving, right, yep. with Dan Arnold not being back, right, these are both guys that are free agents. So Evan Ingram is going to be here yep. for this year, whether yep. it be on a one-year deal or a multi-year deal is still to be seen. But if Ingram is what you have is basically your tight end room, talking about the draft, yep. right, how interested in are you – in tight end at 24 in the draft especially, and how much does it depend on if Ingram is playing on a one-year deal or a multi-year deal, yeah. or you just not have much interest in tight end at that point? Uh, in the draft? It depends who's there, you know, and 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 all of that. But I wouldn't I wouldn't think so. I I'm thinking edge. I'm thinking lineman. Um, you know, and again, I you know, if I'm if I'm Arnold, I'm trying to find, you know, a home here. For the future, I, th- I think he's got plenty of talent, and I think they could utilize him. It won't be a lot, obviously, with Ingram here and all the other weapons that, that are going to be here with, with Ridley and Zay and Christian, uh, not to mention the running backs. You know, they keep it why they keep hasty, right? Great signing, by the way. Yeah. He's got the speed they covet. He's good out of the backfield, and even more importantly, the guy can pass block like a son of a gun, and they need that, so – Great job by bringing him back, but he's another guy that'll get a few touches. Agnew are going to get a, few, you know what I mean. So yeah, but if I'm if I'm the the Jags, why not have a backup that's athletic like Dan Arnold? Well, and, and then I'm sorry to cut you off. And then Manhurts is a blocker. Well, you know what? You got a third tackle now. If you got all three tackles here, I'd use them as a uh, as the uh, the tight end, so to speak. You know, when you got to throw that that extra lineman in there. Well, and I think you heard. Doug Peterson kind of a, put Snoop Connor on notice without officially putting him on notice. Yeah. Right. When he was asked about the running back room, he said, you know, we may not be done. Right. You know, he and Trent Balky basically said, we may not be done adding to the running back room, talking about hasty. Yep. But he ended his comments talking about the running backs with, well, we need him to play special teams. Yep. Snoop doesn't play special no, teams. No, I know. Yeah, well, right? he better start. Right? You yeah. better figure out a role in yep. that part unless yep. you're going to be a star running back in the league. Right? Yep. Like, they don't need Travis Etienne to play special teams. No. But they need their second or third running back to give them something besides sitting on the sideline waiting to spell the lead guy. Right. For a right. series or like Or a short yardage right. goal Right. Like, that can't be all that yeah. you do, especially as a, a draft pick. Yep. And he didn't play any last year. No, right. So he's got to figure that part out. No, absolutely. Nothing, I always say this. Nothing happens in the NFL without reason. There's a reason he wasn't out there. Now, it could be that he you know, wasn't good at pass protection. And I'm telling you right now, unless you're elite, 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 elite like ETN, and I think ETN's fine in picking up the blitz and whatnot, if you can't pick up the blitz, if they can't count on you as mm-hmm. a pass blocker in the, in the, uh, from the running back position, you, you don't see the field. It matters. They're not going to put you out there. Yeah, it matters. They're not going to let make you be the liability that gets their quarterback killed. Let's check in with XL Primetime. Now, the two-minute drill. Brought to you by Tire Outlet. Keeping 1010XL on track with wholesale prices and premium service. Tire Outlet, Jacksonville's largest locally owned automotive repair shop. 
Mia O'Brien joining us as they are on location at Adam at Harley Davidson. What's going on today, Mia? Could you hear the motorcycles revving it up as uh, we come, <laughs> as we began the handoff there? Uh, they are here and they are ready for Bike Week in the Daytona area here in St. Augustine. And of course, they are ready here at the Adamac Harley-Davidson. We are off exit 318, just across from the St. Augustine outlet. So hey, it's a beautiful day. I know it's a little breezy, but it's a great day to not only buy a Harley potentially, but you also can test drive a Harley. They have it available for you. There's also gonna be uh, different musical acts going on here. It's a big festival. I'm telling you, I pulled up and I saw all the different tents and it wasn't just our 10 XL tent. A lot of fun going on here in the AUG. What do you got coming up today on primetime? <laughs> all right, well, uh, first and foremost, let me make sure I give some love again to our friends Adam at Harley-Davidson. Bike Week actually officially does kick off today. So again, live music this weekend and next weekend because Bike Week goes through the 12th. Special Bike Week financing, and then the demo truck will be on location today through Sunday, so make sure you come on out and you test drive the latest in their models. And today, Matt O'Ray, a 2016 Blues Rock and Roll, excuse me, Blues Rock Hall of Fame inductee who tours with, wait for it, Tony Smith, my New Jersey brother in Bon Jovi and Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> he is singing today here, and he'll also have Erin Shaywell O'Ray, and she goes by Lady E, in case you know her, because she tours with the Smashing Pumpkins, youngest female in the Blue Rock Hall of Fame. They're going to join us here today live at the Adamac Harley-Davidson. So stop on by, say hi. What better way to ring in a big hair heavy metal Friday than right here at Harley? Sounds like a good time, Mia. We'll be listening. Thanks, Tony. All right, All XL right. Primetime coming up from noon to 3 here on 1010XL. Joe Cowart, Mia O'Brien, Matt Hayes, and Leon Searcy. Uh, for that, for you, Tommy, any plans this weekend? Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to jump into the podcast studio right after okay. this show and do catching up with Tommy Mack. And over the weekend, let's see, I know we've got a shower, a wedding shower on Sunday at the Sandifer House down in Ponte Vedra, so okay. we're looking forward to that. I've been invited to a couple things over the weekend. Today, I think we're watching a high school softball game. Oh. Yeah, our friend's daughter plays, and my wife's business partner at Board 30, if I may say, down to Ponte Vedra. Uh, she plays for the Ponte Vedra team, and they're playing Fletcher, and we live near Fletcher, so we're going to go there check go. out some high school softball. Yeah. Go check it out. Uh-huh. I need a night to, ch- you know, to just chill. <laughs> You know what I mean? I I've, been, I've been grunting and gunning. This yeah. week's been crazy, like having meetings for happy hour or whatnot. Next thing you know, it turns into. You had a get, party last yeah. night, too. Yeah, I did. With I, the J Fund. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, so all good, though. A night to relax. That's all good. E.T., yeah, anything going on this weekend? Yeah, man. I'm so excited to go see this movie, Creed. Or oh, Creed yeah, 3. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've been watching those trailers since, like, November. And I'm a big Michael B. Jordan fan, so mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to going. Yeah, he's like, cool. I'm li- literally going to the movies to see the movie. Ah, yeah, E.T.'s I'm, going I'm, to I'm a pull, movie theater. I'm this is a rare Tony thing. Smith, right? This is a rare thing. Oh, this boy. is enough to get him out. I can tell you, look, I'm pumped about seeing Creed 3 as well. Uh, a little bummed that there's no Rocky, right? There's right. no Stallone. That's oh, my right. guy. Like yeah. Rocky's like an old friend. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, for <laughs> me at this point. When I went and saw Creed, when mm-hmm. I, I it got announced and went and saw it in the theater and- um, they hadn't played yeah. the the Rocky music, right? Dun, 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 right. Dun. They hadn't played it the whole time, yeah. right? And then in the last fight of the movie, 
when Creed rises into the frame and they Ooh. played that, I stood up yeah. in the theater I was in. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Yeah. Like, I took a friend of mine with me that night. They had never seen any of the Rocky movies. Any of them? Any of them. Whoa. He was like, I have no idea. He was, he was like, I'll go if you want to go see this. He's like, yeah. I don't know anything. I was like, you don't even know. Yeah. I was like, you don't even know. There is no other movie franchise in the world. Ugh. It gives you a feeling like a Rocky movie. What? And I was assuming that Creed was going to be the same deal, and yep. my gosh, does it deliver. Yeah. The, the first two Creed movies were awesome. And then this one is like a totally different storyline. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. even have to see the first two to see yeah. this one, and you kind of yeah. get it. So that opponent's scary, man. Yeah, he he's been in He's been in the big house for a while. <laughs> yeah. he, ain't in, he ain't afraid of nothing. <laughs> no. I'd be like, damn. Yeah. I don't know. I got to hit him a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> and hard. <laughs> and hard. And hope eventually he goes down. No I doubt. Yeah. He's, he looks mean. But yeah, I mean, we're getting Creed 3, man. We got nine, like, Rocky slash Creed I movies. I love Rock. You know, Rocky Bell, boy, not the greatest, but at the end when he leaves you're like it was like okay you're waving to him through the screen see you rock yeah. we love you man like, you've been great he's a friend oh. like whenever oh, stallone shows up on screen as rocky it's like oh yeah. it's my buddy yeah right like yeah it's, it's kind of there's it, it's it's like family yeah. it's weird and you know what was great i mean he's had others but first blood the first one. Yeah. That was a good movie. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, that was. It was awesome. I don't know what the, you know. The Rambo movies after that yeah. aren't quite like First no, Blood. Right, They're all right. a little. Over the top. The arm There's different kind <laughs> of things going on. Yeah. But I uh, hope everyone enjoys their weekend. Yeah, Tommy um, may not be catching up with you next Friday, so it may be a yeah. couple of weeks with yeah, us we'll being be. out at the players. Yeah. But um, we'll talk to you then. Beautiful. And be yep. listening to the podcast and everything else you got going on. Hope everyone enjoys their weekend out there as well. So for. And absent Mike Dempsey for Tom McManus for ET for Tony Smith. That'll be that'll do it for us here on Jaguars today. XL Primetime coming up next here on 1010XL.